You are welcome to the Nigerian Filmmaker, a podcast about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Sele Gott. On this episode, my guest is Fatima Gimse. She's a writer-director and has written for shows like Unbroken, Battleground, Hush, Enaki and Rihanna. We talk about how she started writing a film podcast called Sinful Sundays and life as an independent filmmaker directing in Nigeria. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Fatima. You're welcome to the Niger Filmmaker. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, can you introduce yourself? Okay, so I'm Fatima Binta. I'm a writer and director working in Nollywood. Okay, um, and how long have you been active in the industry? Active for six years. Yes. Yeah. How has it been? It's been interesting. My first year was primarily as an intern on set. Yeah. So I I I want to say it doesn't count, but it actually matters anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Can you tell us yeah when this whole kind of interest in screenwriting, filmmaking started? Um it was kind of a thing I found myself in, to be honest. I never actually thought I would ever in my life be a screenwriter. Yeah. Post uni I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Then I've just decided to shoot my shots on a set. And that was really how it started. Okay. And um, so, okay, so you were an intern on set. What were you doing? Um, so I was a showrunner's intern. Okay. Primarily. So I didn't work directly on the set itself. Yeah. So you're most, mostly in the office? Um. Yes. And I, because at that period, they were also writing, like they were doing workshops for writing. So I'd, I was also like a writer's assistant. Okay. So just really any convenient spots. You just put me in that, okay, here, learn, like pay attention, see what they're doing and that kind of situation. Okay. And um, would you say that, you know, this year of, you know, um, jumping around jobs like on sets like how kind of pivotal was it in kind of giving you a sense of what different people did and you know making your own choice very very important like i'm very grateful for it always it was um true victor sanchez Agawa. okay and it was because i had no clue on how anything worked the basic things you also need along with talent i had zero yeah i was just blind i was like i have an idea but this period i worked with people that were like legends in writing i saw how things were like systems were put in place and all of that so i had time to also think if i really wanted to do this with my time yeah like is this what i was really ready to go into because i also saw the risks and the benefits and i was like do i really want this yeah i don't like it was very helpful Okay, so when did you eventually write your first script? Yeah, it was December 2017. And how daunting was that? Um, to be honest, I, di- I think I didn't realize how impactful it was 
until after. Yeah. Because <laughs> in that moment, it was just I just need to do something. Because then I already spent like a year and some months like working with him in different like on different projects. So I'd already like started working as a production coordinator. I realized this is not my thing. Yeah. I was just testing different things. Like, okay, is writing I can do, but I'm not sure I can write. Because then I didn't like also know how to write script. Mm. So I never knew like was I think seeing a script for the first time really blew me away because I had no idea. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is scary. Like I would just show myself that I'm not qualified. Then I started researching. Then I got plenty like links or like scripts to read. Then yeah. the idea. And because of the documents I'd be giving working as a writer's assistant, I've seen how they wrote like pitch documents. Yeah. I won't lie, I was just copying and pasting. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this format, put my idea there and shoot my shots. Yeah. So I working on like production. So I just told him, I was like, I think I'm ready to write. But I now presented, I was like, okay, this is my pitch. This is the story idea I have. And that was in like April, May. Of 2018? No, 2017. Oh, okay. So by April, May, that's when I did we had this back and forth, back and forth. Then by December 22nd, I sat down and just wrote. <laughs> Now when I submitted like the final draft of the script it was three episodes. It's on YouTube. Yeah. But three B so it was three episodes, I think fifteen, fifteen minutes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So you know, um, you know, starting from you know, writing flat I think three B, yeah. you you moved you have like, you know, you have moved on to Battleground Rihanna dilemma and enake so um yeah. what happened in between that period and you know you working on these africa magic um productions so um the first time i like when i was the showrunner's intern was on hush okay so that was my first taste of africa magic january of 2018 i was put first africa magic writer's room as a writer and mm-hmm. that was for eve then that same year, that's when Battleground Showdown was being um, written. Like, yeah, that's when they started like making plans for it. So I think it was me. They already had the workshop without me because I didn't even know. So I just I heard about the show. So I approached the head writer and he was my friend. So I was like, oh, I'm shooting my show. So if you have space for like an extra writer, an auxiliary writer, I can try i've never written on a long episode show so this can be something i can try out and how it started okay so um how important do you think it is you know is it um you know learning how to write scripts perfectly is it about um you know shooting your shot when you get the chance which one do you think is the most important for an aspiring writer I think you have to learn before shooting any shots. You know, you you have been in these different writers' rooms, and me of you have met um, different sets of writers. Like during the whole workshopping process, you know, um, ideas are being thrown around, um, oh. and you know, it it can I guess it can get a bit busy. You know, everybody is throwing ideas around. For you as a writer, like 
you know how do you approach it you know in a way you might have ideas wanting to you know put it out there and all that but maybe you know based on how chaotic or busy the whole um workshopping process is like for you how do you always ensure that yeah you you kind of air your own opinions on things um we always have turns to speak okay so and of course those turns don't come like immediately they don't come every time yeah. so it's starting giving the chance to speak take full advantage of it yeah because someone else, like he rightfully said, someone else would, can steal the thunder by giving a more exciting idea or something else. So there's this joke I always say, I'm like, oh, I'm here for the story. Hmm. So like you can give the most amazing pitch, but like, um, it's not for this show or it's not for this story. So give us something else. Yeah. Um, you, you've worked with a lot of writers, um, you know, recently, um, based on the Nigerian... Um, films that have been coming onto streaming platforms, um, a lot of the Nigerian audience have kind of, you know, expressed their displeasure with, you know, the direction of Nigerian stories. For you, um, like, what were some of your thoughts, um, you know, when you are, you are seeing all the um, negative feedback from the Nigerian audience. It, does that represent, you know, the writers you work with? Um, no, I don't think so. Honestly, I won't lie. I didn't take, I didn't see. Okay, half of me could see why people took it personal. To be fair, I understood where they're coming from. Yeah. But the half of me was like, bad films happen everywhere in the world. Mm. Like, industry has, even even Hollywood had it, like they had a thing for bad films called the Razzies. They give awards for like worst film, worst actor. Like it's a thing. Yeah. So I think we're not used to that, to be honest. We think everything has to be perfect. Mm. Or everything has to be so um what's the word like blockbuster or box office like champion and all that yeah thing. We're not used to things working out. Which I think will adjust to like it's okay for a film to be bad. I know money has been spent, but nobody sets out to make a bad film. Also, yeah. But a film being bad does not tarnish your future, or because I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, the gatekeepers have closed the gates," and I was like, "What the hell does mm-hmm. that even mean?" Yeah. Like, someone making a bad film is not of your business. Like, industry is huge. Stories hmm. have a very broad road, like. One person messing up does not stop your destiny from shining or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it was a very, I just, I don't know, I had very mixed feelings to everything. Yeah. Okay, so at this point, um, I'll ask you to mention three random facts about you. Oh, wow, three. Hmm. One random fact is I self-taught myself Spanish. Okay. And what level are you at right now? Um, I'm back to starter because when I was, um, hey, how old was I? But I was 14. Yeah. I had plenty time then. I taught myself to almost fluent. Then school got busy. Then I forgot it for a while. Then I think last year I picked it up again and I realized, oh, actually, you know, some things like, you know, you can just hear people talking in language and you're like, wait, I understood what you just said. So it's not like um, polished, 
But I was still call myself a beginner, to be honest. Before the time, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, uh, fact number two. Fact number two. Okay. Uh, I love cooking. <laughs> okay. What, um, what's your favorite thing to make? That's the thing. I don't have anything. I just like cooking anything that feels good in the moment. Uh, three. Oh yeah, number three. I wanted to be a photojournalist. Um, is it too late? Um, right now I don't care for it, so it really depends. And, and what happened that you didn't end up, you know, pursuing that? Um, I didn't think it would work in Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting three facts. So yeah, let's um. Let's move on to you being a producer and director. So you executive produced um Yasmin. Yes, and Ijo. Am I angry? Yeah, and Ijo. So let's talk about Yasmin. Um, so for you, like with that um short film, what what did you want to you know say with that? Okay, so it was um. Bad by stories we hear of women who seek out help but find themselves in bigger trouble. And it was also tampering with the myth of I'm a good guy. And also the idea that nobody is like because we we messed with even with the even with Yasmin herself, she's not a saint. But yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah, Ijo. Yeah. Um, it's about this married couple, and then you you use um this central theme of dance in the film. How did yeah. you get like what what gave you the idea to you know um center it around dance? Um, was oh, I won't lie, it was really an idea to just challenge myself because the general idea was oh an argument that I started with dance class, and I was like, why don't you actually dance itself? Hmm. even if because I've seen some people say oh it doesn't tie to the story I'm like that's fine just leave it the way it is like it's something we want us to do for ourselves yeah like, challenge with storytelling like let's just pull it off okay and um yeah how has um the general reception been for the film um people love it apparently I've seen a lot of positive I, I won't lie I've seen largely positive like Comments, messages, private messages. Yeah. Everything has been largely, it's been positive overall, to be honest. Mm. Happy about that. Yeah. At one point, did you decide that you wanted to, you know, direct? Um, was when I realized I couldn't stick to one thing. Yeah. And it was during the 2020 lockdown. Okay. Where I was like, okay, I can't, like, I feel stuck. I want to try something. Okay. You know, apart from apart from feeling stuck, like, how, what else was, you know, going through your mind during that lockdown as a creative? I, I was really, I was largely feeling stuck because I was working during the lockdown. But it was this thing of, I feel all those fears you have start bubbling up even worse than usual. Yeah. <laughs> all those any future here is there any point doing this like 
but the the good side to be honest was realizing okay at least this writing is the only stable thing right now because mm. that irony when you're looking for stability as a writer then during the lockdown everybody cannot work but you're the only one like writing scripts and it was this thing of okay it's not bad i guess yeah but yeah you know like what, what has been some challenges you know being a being an independent filmmaker trying to you know put out stories you know get stuff out there what has been the biggest challenge promotion okay yeah for me because even like yesterday i was telling someone how i feel i haven't pushed video enough yeah like i feel if i like i even i won't like i called it a flop <laughs> and I was like, I haven't pushed it there enough. Like many, like no, I I want enough eyes on it. I want, like I'm hungry for plenty eyes on yeah. it. But then I'm like, it's expensive to promote things. Mm. So I think a lot of indie filmmakers should always be prepared to spend money for marketing and PR. Yeah. And the money we think we have to spend for it is never enough. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. One thing you can do, maybe once your Spanish is back to, um, you know, fluency levels, maybe you can subtitle it and push it. It's expensive to do everything right now when you're an indie filmmaker. Mm. And sometimes when when there's pressure, when there's other things like pressing, you just really want to get it over and done with. Yeah. And that's really my least favorite part when it comes to filmmaking. When you get to that point where you're like, I beg, let me just finish this thing and release. Did you did you also like um explore festivals? Yes, we're still waiting for some because most of these festivals they start giving back feedback from like February and all that. Okay. Um, Lagos Fringe Festival. Yeah, it's green there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a good start. Um, yeah, something something that um you know. The industry would benefit from is you know more festivals. Um, yes, we need. Yeah, yeah, scattered across the country, not just in Lagos. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, okay, so you have a company called Hello July. Yes. Um, what what does your company do? Um, well, so far, like. It's been a production company for Yasmin and Joe. Yeah. Then we've also um, hosted and structured writing classes for writers that are interested. Wow. So we had two intenses last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new company, so we're still crawling. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, is, this, is this something like you wished you had when you started writing or you know you, you you had all the support you needed at that time yes i had to be fair my major support came from victor sanchez agawa yeah because he literally threw me into like groups of people introduced like so i had to do the rest the rest of the work myself by networking and all that stuff yeah but i wish we had more because so- i can't just own and think oh that's all like we're moving on yeah because a lot of writers don't have access everybody thinks everything is hidden and like picky and all that stuff okay so um what's that one um 
film or TV show that you always love to revisit? Oh, it's always Gone Girl and Killing Eve. Oh, yeah, Gone Girl is one of my um, rewatchables. I just yeah. like watched it last week. Um, for you, what <laughs> what um, what was most intriguing for you from Gone Girl? Oh God, I will go into a speech because I love Gone Girl so much. Yeah. But um, okay, first the book for me. Okay, so you, you read the book before the film came out. Yes. Nice books. Like when I was in my reading phases, a lot of those books I randomly just picked up at an airport. Yeah. And I was like. Looks interesting. Then I like bought it. I read it on the plane. I was like reading it, and I was like, "Oh, this is very intense." Then I forgot it for a while, to be honest. Mm. Then I watched the film. I was like, "What the hell?" Like <laughs> I had this, what the hell? I went back to read the book. Yeah. And I think reading the book made me fall in because when I watched the film the first time, I had very lukewarm reaction. Yeah. I was like, eh, "Married couple, wahala." Mm. Not really my thing. But when I read the book, I was like, oh my God, it's way more than marriage. Like, Because the book is more detailed than the film. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I love it. I have a thing for like well-written female villains. Mm. Not just caricatures. Not just, oh, she's angry because somebody duped her. I mean, somebody broke up with her. Like, stereotypes. But well-written, awful female villains. Yeah. Like, they're allowed to be as awful as the guys because they exist in real life. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the beginning. I was like, okay, this is this is amazing. And do you think um, Fincher did a good job? Yes, because oh, the author also wrote the script. Like, when she adapted it, she wrote the script too. And yeah. it's also one of the best written I've read. It's so easy to write and direct. Mm. Like, even for the actor. You can see this is a script that an actor will pick up and be so happy yeah. to like do the work on because it's so straight to the point. They don't use flowery language and do extra unnecessary lines. It's just this is a script for you to work with. Simple. Yeah. Okay, so for you, um, you know what like how do you approach you know you've worked in all these writers' rooms? How do you approach um writing well-rounded characters oh god it's a struggle what's the hardest part when when you say well-rounded what do you mean um yeah multi-dimensional you know you you talked about um you know the female villains like what made her special what did the writer do i think one thing a lot of writers forget or lose the disconnect is relatability like relatable characters we forget that because they're going for shiny and like extravert like extravagant things hmm. we forget relatable characters are the best characters the way you have like gone girl like for the film now many people were like many women click that a lot to yeah. The anger against like the cool girl monologue, the whole everything. And some people were arguing that oh no, she's not a feminist. Most people are like nobody ever called her a feminist. Yeah. We just really like her anger. Like that's what we're here for. We're not here for uh what is speeches and all that stuff. Mm. 
then in the book there are many moments that you can't like for me I'm an only child yeah it's awesome monologue about being an only child in the book that I even went to that circle down I was like oh my god I was like I've never seen that portrayed in a book or anything before and, so and just, yeah it was very relatable yeah so even when I say like killing Eve like killing Eve is a story about a an assassin and no one chasing her yeah. And they still great characters that the basic person you're relating to a Russian assassin that is living a very um, flashy life. Like yeah. this clear on paper, but emotions wise, they pull you in with her backstory, her little like mannerisms, how she reacts to situations that the average woman in her mid twenties would do the same thing too, if she's in that situation. It's just relatability. Once you pull that in. You don't really need to, your character doesn't need to have like five quirks or pink hair or something that, like, you don't need to struggle to stand out. Yeah. And sometimes they don't really need to stand out. They just need to be real. Yeah. With your directing, like, how, how is it going? How is that journey going? Um, What are you finding? I'm still scared. I'm well, still very scared. But right? Scared of what? Of like fully calling myself um, a director, I feel I don't qualify because I've not gone to any like film school for directing or anything. So I'm still a bit redrawn. <laughs> like I even hesitated like, today. I was like, okay, you know what, writer and director because I have directed. Like it's not something I just say. I've yeah. actually done it, but it's this um this niggling feeling. Where you're like, are you really a director? Are you sure? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to put myself out there for like more jobs as a director. Yeah. Even if it's like, yeah, no job is cool, but like things like maybe an episode of a series, another short film. Like I want to gradually build myself. Then I can start saying, yeah, blockbusters, here I come uh-huh. kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like with the whole film school comment, I think for me, like, yeah, I went to film school. What film school does is just, it's just kind of, um, gives you, you know, industry standard and it compresses that information, let's say, into one year. Um, when I was in film school, I had the opportunity of, you know, directing a film, but I decided not to because, you know, I kind of thought um, directing is that one thing that nobody can teach you. It's it's um, a culmination of your experiences, your instincts, what the script is saying, managing people, you know, that kind of thing. So I think, yeah, just experience life, try to be a leader and, you know, tell your stories and you'll do, you'll do all right. Yeah, true. Yeah. Thank you. And I guess maybe at this point you're still, are you still like trying to find your voice? Oh, um, I think so. I think I have an idea of what my voice is. Yeah. But maybe, I, I... maybe you need to do do something several times before, you know, it becomes ingrained yes yeah okay um what has been your happiest nollywood moment so far so something that happened that you were really happy that has to do with nollywood oh wow um when you say something like in general like things that maybe something that happened you know um for you or you know for the industry you know maybe Meaning, you know, you have 
more opportunities as your you know an up and coming director i think one thing i've really been happy about is writers being more outspoken yeah that's something i'm really proud of <laughs> because we've been indoors complaining a lot and now we are stepping out yeah our credits like asking for more like respect definitely that's something i'm really really proud of because for i was even telling someone like i was joking that since january like second everybody has been doing spaces everywhere on twitter everybody's talking about something but it's good no matter how annoying it is yeah people are putting themselves out there because nobody's going to do that for them yeah like obviously people are done waiting for the idols and legends to pick them up and like put them up i said that's something i'm really proud of and i really like it yeah definitely you know like it all starts from the scripts and i think yeah the country the audience and also the industry you know should respect writers more yes yeah um you know i with social media you know when they are publicizing films a lot of production still omits the writers um hopefully yeah like you will see even the catering listing security name where writers do not exist yeah hopefully the industry does better in that regard hopefully yeah okay so let's talk about sinful sundays you have a podcast yes i do I think one of the f- one of the few, you know, um, filmmaking related podcasts um, in Nigeria. Yes. Yeah. So, Actually. yeah. Can you talk about it more? Why did you start it? And all. I started it because I I wanted to talk about filmmaking, and I realized we didn't have um, like podcasts about Nollywood. Yeah. And I was like, then I realized, okay, maybe I can try since. I have a few contacts. I can just do what I like. Do something what I have, and that was really it. Okay, so um, what we should we expect it to come back? I think you're on a break right now. Yeah, um, pretty soon. Okay, I've been told. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice to hear. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. As a writer, director, creative, like what inspires you? What makes you, you know, get up from your bed in the morning and, you know, go out and do do some work, whether it's writing or going on set? What's that thing that inspires you, that drives you? <laughs> right now, it's deadlines. <laughs> deadlines. I mean, yes. yeah, I think me too, it's deadlines because, yeah, I have to finish something this week and that's the only See? thing that has motivated me exactly i i wish it wasn't that way but it's a circle we find ourselves in for a while yeah. before we now get to use our like time and all that all that stuff and yeah. fear of being broke of course there's no one too exactly so you know like um nollywood is growing and um we're becoming more exposed to the whole world um, what do you think um, we need to focus on as an industry in order to improve the quality of our films in the international markets? Okay, so you want to know like how we can improve in the industry? Yeah, what do you think the industry should prioritize? 
Oh, we need to prioritize storytelling and writers. Okay, what? Yeah, what are they doing right now that they need to improve on? Um, hey, hey, writers, how they treat actors and even producers and directors, if mm. they give that same writers, a lot of things will be better. Like what we just said about like even an Instagram post giving writer credit for the job that the writer has done. Little thing. There's a time they had a spaces and someone really said, oh, a good story shouldn't be that expensive. Writers should not be calling for money. Like, they think writers can just wake up and that, that's the idea will just fall on their head and that, that's not how it works. Mm. So I think pay value as giving them their credits, that's another problem. This whole stealing story ideas or thinking because you give a note that automatically means it's a story idea is false. Yeah. So, like, stop trying to steal the thunder from writers. Sometimes you share credit. You can give yourself story credit or additional, like, just let the writer do their thing. Value, pay them well, credit. Honestly, if we start with these things, things get better. Yeah. Because more people will fuck, they don't feel said like after a while like i'm drained i'm tired i'm doing so much so money okay and um how do you think you know writers can better collaborate with um directors because there are times where you know some directors end up just taking the script and turning it upside down and then there's also the side where writers are very like protective of their um of their creations their scripts and then any small yeah, change. The protectiveness comes from not being protected in the first Yeah. Which I can't I personally can't blame any writer for being extra protective about their ideas. Mm. Things have happened. Yeah. Okay, like I can't anybody with my story. So people need to create that safety for them. That, okay, showing like showing me your script doesn't mean you see tomorrow morning in film one. Mm. I mean film because like you can share your script without it being stealing or share your idea without me stealing it, those kind of things. So we need to create the safety first. Because most of the writers are extra protective. The things have been stolen, they've been ripped off. So it comes from somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, what advice will you give um, aspiring um, writers, directors, creatives? What should they focus on at this early point in their careers? Okay, so your talent is not everything. You need to put yourself out there, network. Um, you need to be... Be more social. I, because I, I know a lot of writers have this annoying stereotype they copy from other writers. Yeah. When they think, oh, because I'm a writer, I'm going to be withdrawn, moody. Like, you know, be yourself. Like, there's no um, handbook on a writer's personality. Your personality is not your, it's not your, um, what's the word, professional currency. Yeah. Like, you need to separate yourself from your work. That's very important. Yeah. Like, 
Because some people say, oh, you right. That means you, you drink only dark coffee. Or, I'm like, it's not that. Like, that is not how it works. Like, you also really need to separate yourself from your work. That's very important because I noticed that also on social media where a lot of writers can't go without constantly tweeting, talking about the work. Like, you have a life. Yeah, and storytelling comes from experience in life. So if you have, like, an inferiority complex or a superiority complex where you think you're better than everybody else because you're a writer, it will work like that. Hmm. Like, it will not work like that. Yeah. You have to try and fight your insecurities, put yourself out there, enjoy the journey as much as it's hard to. But just try and enjoy every step of it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what should we expect from Fatima and um, Hello July? What are you working on? I have no idea. <laughs> well, like, well, just, see, I won't lie. It's a new year. Yeah. So at this point, last year was hectic. Making a year was hectic, to be honest. So I'm just trying to slow down a bit and just, yeah. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, you can you know, take a break and... Um, come up with more ways, you know, to push Ijo out there. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. Do you have a website, social media? How can people keep up? Fatima Gimze on Instagram and Twitter. So your um handles is Fatima Gimze. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks Fatima for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Thank you. We have come to the end of this episode. Remember to rate and review the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Selegal Film and the podcast at the Niger Film Pod to share your feedback. You can now support the podcast by visiting the website to donate. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.